with all of its class. I like a martini and bird on the glass. I'm gonna start living. You wait and see. Nothing but the best is good enough for me. I like All to right. eat lobster. Welcome back to Frankly Drinking. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Luke. And together we're Frankly Drinking. You get three songs, two drinks, every episode. That's what right. What a bargain. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, you know, I look forward to this already so much, um, but I don't have any background on... Our theme music, nothing but the best. Well, um, yeah, it's it's actually a pretty cool story. Nothing but the best was recorded in 1962 okay. for the um, Sinatra and the Swingin' Brass LP with Neil Hefty uh, doing the arrangement. Um, but the song was held off of the record, not used on the original record, and it was not put on that record until a CD uh, reissue of it at some point. Uh, it was also... Oh, it was like a bonus track? Yes. Okay. Yes, on, on on the CD, ah. along with a couple of other hefty arranged tunes from the same era. Okay. Yeah. So, and then, of course, it was used as a title track for uh, a selection, uh, a collection of Frank Sinatra hits from what year? I don't know. 95. 95? Like, like no, 2000. Oh, is it 2005. Okay. There's um, so many reissues, it's hard yeah. to... It's kind of hard to keep up. Actually, 2008. How many dates <laughs> am I going to get? Anyway, 2008. Well, there's a lot of the compilations. The Nothing But The Best compilation. Um, sorry, I, I, we jumped right into the Sinatra talk. Right. And I didn't ask you, how, how are you doing? Larry, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm doing good. It's very I'm, rude of me. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here with you and... Honestly, I appreciate everybody that's tuning in to Frankly Drinking. Welcome. I mean, it's a gift. It really is. It's a gift. You're learning about whiskey. You're learning about Frank. Yeah. And I mean, we're all enjoying it together. Yeah. Just just enjoy responsibly, and then we can enjoy it together. <laughs> uh, so we kind of put together a show this week, um, a little bit of, around a theme. Right. Um, the theme this week is I'm kind of structuring it uh, around nice and easy, since that's uh, I believe the track that you've picked for yes. our first uh, selection. Is that yes, right? Yes, that's right. And I wanted to pair a nice and easy whiskey to go along with that track. And so many times, people who don't drink bourbon or, or scotch or whiskey ask me because I know a little bit about whiskey and. Luke knows a little bit about Frank Sinatra. Uh, you know, they asked me what is the smoothest bourbon. And to me, you know, obviously there's a couple of choices. So I tried basically to narrow down what I thought was the smoothest bur bourbon for, you know, a suggestion for people. And it was kind of hard. So what I've decided to do for this episode is a blind testing I mean, we we would get to this maybe like episode 15 or episode 20. We're going to dive right into our first blind tasting. It sounds awesome. That's, this is going to be great. Uh, nice uh, and easy. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Just finding the, the smoothest bourbon. Uh, in that, America. 
win America. <laughs> that's that's a big that's a big ask. Right. No, I've I've picked three whiskeys that are about the same proof. So there's not gonna be a bunch of proof difference between the three of them. We're they're marked. Uh, I know what they are. I'm not gonna tell you that until later. But as we listen to uh, Frank and discuss Frank, we're gonna sip from these three. Um, so we got three drams right here in front of us. Um, I mean, they all look pretty similar to me. I don't know what's what in this mix of three, just like you don't. So it's really gonna be down to you know us eliminating what we think is less smooth or, or our favorite on our on our own, and then just announcing it, and then we'll we'll look at the bottom of the glass and reveal what it is. We're gonna compare notes at the end and see if yes. we if we chose the same thing, if we chose different things. That's and, right. And then you'll tell me. You're gonna reveal to me and the audience at the same time which bourbon is the nicest, easiest bourbon that we have to select from. That today. is the goal. Okay, I All like right. it. I like it. So yeah, um, I'm gonna grab this first one here and uh, okay, and just give it a give it a nose. I mean, it's uh, oh man, I don't know. Did you just you just you just sipped it? Mm-hmm. Oh, you went you just went for it. There's no. I, I just dove right in. <laughs> just over indexed and just. I just I just went right in for the sip. nose, mouth, and all. No. Okay. Well, while you're uh, while you're sipping on that. Yeah. Uh, what what is the background on uh, nice and easy? I don't. I have the record here in front of me. A great right. copy. I love. I mean, this is this is one of those ones that this record is one of those ones that you see and it, it's. I mean, it's just it's quintessential Frank smiling. The album cover, yeah, font is beautiful. The design is great. It looks like it was put out in like 1995, but it's actually 1962. Okay, yes. So um, actually 1960, but um, yeah, the nice and easy um, song is the title track from the nice and easy album um, from 1960 from Capitol. Um, it was arranged by Nelson Riddle. And interestingly, Nice and Easy was brought in at the last minute as the title track. Um, the Nearness of You had been recorded as the title track and uh, or as the first track on the album. I'm not sure if that was going to be the title. Okay. Um, but Nice and Easy came in. It got pitched um, uh, basically on the street by the Bergmans, um, Alan Bergman and um, another gentleman saw Frank and Nelson on the street in New York and they said, hey, they they knew them, you know, by um, they knew them a little bit and they just said they flagged them down and they said, hey, we've got a we've got a song that might be might be great for you. And do, do you think they were actually just casually walking or did they did they see him out a window or like or, let's go let's track him down i i don't know okay i don't know but I didn't they, know if there was more to the story i know that seems a little bit uh I, not suspect but just casual. well who knows may, may, yes very convenient because um nice and easy um uh, sinatra and riddle really liked it i mean i think frank's opinion obviously was the most important there but frank really liked it wanted to do it for the record and it became um it became this title track and it became a massive massive hit and then this really helped the bergman's career take off um because they were songwriters 
Alan and Marilyn Bergman. And by the way, we said on the on one of our previous shows that there was no release for the fall um, of 2019. And in fact, there was a release. It was a one disc. Sinatra sings Alan oh. and uh, oh, Marilyn right. Bergman, and that was that was released back in October. Okay, along that was the same day as the um, 50th anniversary of My Way right. um, album. And so, um, so it's just a compilation of their songs. Yes, all gotcha. by them, and that's that's another of our themes today. Along with "Nice and Easy," we're going to do three songs by the Bergmans that were recorded by Frank at different times in his career. Ah, and by okay. far, the biggest hit that we're going to cover today is "Nice and Easy," and I think we should just listen to it, Larry. Yeah. I mean, it is it is amazing. Let's just get to it. I mean. I listened for the first time in a long time this morning. Yeah. And uh, it's wonderful. Nice and Easy Does It, or Nice and Easy, by the chairman of the board. Right. And I mean, I love great. that part, um, especially there's that little pause when he says stops. And there's that little pause and then the finger snap. And then we're back into the song. The finger snaps continue a little bit. But um, Sinatra, just a great performance, definitely with... Um, with a little bit of a wink there and um, just a really, really great vocal. It's great. It's a really good one. Where where was he in his career right now? I mean, where, or, I, I guess, you know, his personal life. Where, where, what was going on with him? Well, this was done in, in 60, like I said, for Capital. Um, I think, I think really, to me, this part of Frank's career I think is really the apex. There's people that would say that the apex was um, during this capital years, uh, earlier in his capital years, okay. when when he was doing, um, you know, a, um, all the concept records and so forth. And this is this is one of the concept albums. But um, I think this period, the 60s, 61, 62, going into his first uh, reprise albums, um it's just so fertile. He is at the top of his game vocally, I think, artistically. Um, the world is really... Um, he was still such um, within the zeitgeist of the times, sort of the swinging, um, hip, early 60s period. 
he was he was friends with um, Jack Kennedy. Of course, sixty was an election so this year. Is the, this is the height of the Rat Pack, as he, well. Yes, yeah. yes, um, and you know the this was you know Peter Lawford was in the Rat Pack. That was um, Jack Kennedy's brother-in-law, and um, along with Dean Martin and um, Sammy Davis Jr. Um, so. Yeah, this I I love this period in his career. I love the earlier Capitol uh, records as well, but this is just um, an amazing release, and would highly recommend this this vinyl reissue from a couple years ago uh, that you've got here. Yeah, I mean, this is actually one of the things I was going to bring up is that I I was fortunate enough to buy these when uh, the Mobile Fidelity company put these out um they put in put out really high-end vinyl that they work with the record labels on so these are pricier than frank's normal releases right now okay but they were before they were before enduring the big vinyl explosion of, of success okay they've been around for years they put out like beatles reissues back in the 80s um you know they, they've done this for a while, and they're super high quality. Right, they sound amazing. Right, um, and in fact, thank you because you gave me this album a oh, few years right. ago. You gave this you gave this album to me, and yeah. it's one of my very favorite. I don't have an extensive vinyl collection, but it is one of my absolute favorites. Well, Just, they're worth tracking down if you can find them for a good price. These days, I'm not sure if Nice and Easy was reissued. Um, by the labels uh, in the last couple of years, but uh, I mean, I'm sure you can find it. It's you know it's out there, but these these are harder to find, but they they're worth it. So if you have a favorite Frank album that you want to experience, like Sinatra and Strings or Sinatra Sinatra or Nice and Easy, like th- those are those are the ones to track down on on MoFi. Right when you no-nos. when you have a favorite, Ring a Ding Ding. That's one of my favorite. Ring a Ding Ding. There's so many, so oh, many this, great albums. But that, well, I, I can't see. I don't know as much as you, of course, and I can't keep up. This came out in '60. How many? He, he was putting out like what two albums a year? A, a lot of times, yes. Two, sometimes a single or two as well at that at that time period. Uh, but very often, yes, more than one record a year. Um, it's like he, he was like the prince of uh, 1960. <laughs> <laughs> he was the prince in 1960. Nah, we kid, we joke, but just I was just kidding. About I would like to see his the, love sexy album. The late, the late great um, prince who was uh, very prolific in a certain period of his life. Well, speaking of prolific, uh, I've I've made a nice dent uh, while you were talking. I feel like I've been uh, you were doing all the talking, I was doing all the drinking. Mm. So I've yeah. been, I've been uh, working my way through the nice and easy selection here. Um, it's so good. Mm. You know, the thing about doing blind tasting, you can do this with yourself or with your friends. You want to have some water. You want to cleanse your palate, you know, as much as possible. You, you can't really go straight from one to the next. Uh, and you don't want to drink the whole thing. You want to sip and savor. Mm. So, yeah. So, basically, um, I, I've, I've narrowed it down to two uh, that, I, that I think I'm, I'm going to you know keep going here but okay that's the thing you gotta you kind of have to mix and match you kind of have to try this one out and then try that one out so you know I'm, I'm i'm getting close but um continuing the bergman theme uh, yes you know you've also selected another track for us i don't know the name of it 
um, offhand I put in our list today. Yeah, it's it's what are you doing the rest of your life? I'm going to be drinking this number <laughs> one favorite bourbon of mine that I have in my hand. What right are here. you doing oh, the rest of your life? That's the name of the song. Yes, yes. Gotcha. That's, that's the name of the song. And um, it comes from the 1969 film Happy Ending. Um, Alan and Marilyn Bergman doing the lyrics once again. Music by Michael Legrand. And... Um, it was nominated for Best Original Song Oscar. Uh, it wound up losing to Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Oh. Um, and it is from the Some Nice Things I've Missed LP from Frank from 1974. Okay. Um, a lot of people have recorded versions of this song um, over the years. Streisand, uh, Sarah Vaughan, Jack Jones... Um, a lot John of Jones. a lot of people, even Shirley Bassey. Um, oh yeah, yes, yes. So who did all the Bond movies? Right, or right. the Bond soundtracks? Goldfinger among them. Yeah. Thunderball. Yeah, yeah. Right. So um, yeah, this is just a great song. It was arranged by um, Frank. Always, Frank talked about his arranger Don Costa in many of his later concerts, and by that time. Um, Costa had passed away, and so I always want to say the late Don Costa because that's the way Frank always talked about him at his concerts. That was arranged by the late great Don Costa. You know, that's the way Frank would talk about him. So Don Costa did the arrangement. It's a, it's a really, it's a very different song from Nice and Easy, but it's a beautiful song. And um, yeah, let's take a listen. Yeah, well, we're gonna play this and take a break. And um, after that, we're going to come back and talk about it. Sounds good. good. Sound good? All right. Yeah. All the seasons and the times of your days All the nickels and the dimes of your days Let the reasons and the rhymes of your days That gives you three drinks and two songs from the great Frank Sinatra, my old buddy. Oh, wait a minute, I got that backwards. It gives you, let's see, three songs and two drinks from old Frank. What can be better than that? Well, anyway, I gotta go, but go pick up this podcast wherever you get your digital creations from. Well, you're drinking and listening to Frankly Drinking on the podcast. What's a podcast? I don't know. I'm gonna Google that now. What's a podcast? 
You make those tomorrows waiting deep in your eyes in the world of love that you keep in your eyes I'll awaken what's asleep in your eyes It may take a kiss or two Okay, I hate to, I hate to fade it oh, out right there, but gosh. we're back. We're wow. back into the show. Unfortunately, sorry, sorry, Frank. Yeah, uh, I know it's tough. But you know the thing is, you can you can you can just go to your preferred streaming service. You can go to Apple Music. You can go to Spotify. You can go to your CDs, to your vinyl. Um, right. You can go to uh, Seriously Sinatra. And wait for it to come on. <laughs> um, you can do all those things. You can do all those things. Uh, it's just, it's that good. Right. I, I love that. We, we faded out on it, but just, I mean, we did catch it. But it may take a kiss or two, you know, um, which is evocative of every, you know, fairy tale. That, that kiss that will awaken the princess, you know, um, the sleeping princess. Just a lovely lyric. And Frank's performance, I think, you know, you're you're getting into a time, 1974. Um, Frank, frankly, is he's not in his best voice. Frank, frankly? Yeah, frankly, uh, Frank is not in his best voice. But there's, there's some gravel there. Right, but he is still bringing incredible emotion you can feel uh the romance that the really intense romance that he, that he feels and at the same time his um his phrasing his control those things are are still there even if um the voice as he was once known you know the voice that's what he was called early on the voice is not exactly. Um, it's not what we heard from the 1960 right, record. Right. It's not what he was. What he what he became famous with. That's not that same voice. But it is a voice that has experience. That's gone through life. That I mean, we know from Frank's biography, he lived pretty pretty hard at times. Right. Sure. And he he lived. He loved. He lost. All those things, and you feel that emotion, all those sort of experiences in in that performance. So good. Um, yeah, it's great. Well, speaking of awaking a sleeping princess, <laughs> I I uh, I have awakened uh, some senses with this uh, blind tasting. I, I'm going to have to do. On on mic, I'm going to have to do a few okay. more sips. So we're, are we going to try? We're, yeah. Okay, so we're, we're, we're going to sip we're a little more. Announce what our favorite one is. We've been sipping mm. these three this entire show. Uh, I have I have placed one aside because I don't like it. So I'm I'm down to two, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure which one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Mm. So wow, you want to kind of swirl that around? No, I know that is like some mouthwash there. The one that the one that I just took a sip of is so good. Oh yeah, I'm going to try this other one. Okay, and then mm. I'm down to my last. Okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Sorry if uh, you're not used to whiskey tasting podcast. Mm. 
there's a lot of mouth noise. But I think that mm, I tell you, both these, both of these two are really good. The third well, one's the third one was fine too, but I I think I know which one which one I'm going to choose. Okay. But well, here we go. Do we need to taste some more? Well, no. Do we have to. <laughs> we can do that after the show. But uh, I mean, <laughs> we still have one more drink to go. We still oh, have oh, right, we still have right. a, a Frank. Oh, we're gonna have the we yes, go. we're gonna have a Jack Daniels pour. That's right. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so what do you think? Here's here's where I'm at because I still have to talk about this whiskey. Right. And um, I, you, you go first. You go first. It's not fair for me to Just go first. As far as my pick. Yeah. With, okay. What, which one out of these three? Smooth. Extra. They're very smooth, right? Yes. What, I, was, what was wrong with your third one? Why didn't you like the third one? Mm, Just briefly. I. You know, let me sip it and tell you. Okay. Let me well, see. Well, let me it, just sip it. And I tell detect you. notes of mm. Mm, pain on his face and mm, questioning life, questioning. I would purpose. This one. This one is not. This one is not bad, but I just prefer the flavor okay. of the right, other two. Away. Just okay. cast it away. Right. Just throw there it. Just throw it away. I mean, I, I, I'd still drink it later. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to pour that out. No, but what, so now you're down to your second yeah. and first. So w- yeah, what, what about the second one? Do you not like? Um, I'm curious. Because... I can tell you. I, I can just tell you. I don't even need to taste. Okay. This. What I can tell you is, I'm going to tell you something incredibly technical and specific about this. Oh boy. I just like the flavor of the first one. Okay. The best, and it, and I feel like it's a little bit so... just ever so slightly smoother. Oh, so yeah. cast that second one aside. Right. Tell me all about that first one. Well, I'm going to have to take another sip here right. because and I detect notes on mm. Luke's face of enjoyment and just wow. That eye, is eye rolling agony of No, this is um this is just I see I I'm an expert. Well, I'm not an expert. I know a little. I know a little about Frank Sinatra, but this just, what can I tell you, Larry? It tastes good. Okay. It tastes really good. It's nice. It's All smooth. Right. It's so easy. It's nice and easy, baby. It's nice Nice and, and easy. easy. That's what this is about. And by the way, everyone's taste, it's going to be different. Right. Right? Because I believe that I chose something different than you. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I chose something that uh, anyone can buy right now off shelves. Wow. And all three of these are available on shelf, one of them is harder to get okay. than others. Okay. Okay. So, uh, my worst selection, and by the way, worst doesn't mean it's bad. Worst just means uh, I didn't prefer it in this taste test. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't even. I, I, mean, I would never say worst. I'd well, say like it's a little bit young. It's a little bit. There's something funky about it for me. It's, uh, it's got a little corn, more of a corn flavor to it, which you might prefer. And it's uh, it's marked with a blue dot on the bottom. Uh huh. Okay. And that's larceny. 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 I, I like a larceny. I do like larceny, especially since we straight out of the bottle. Since Old Fitzgerald Prime uh-huh. was one of my favorite bourbons. I don't think it tastes the same as larceny, even though mm-hmm. it's pretty much the same. Uh, your number three pick is uh-huh. what color? My my number three, and by the way. Um, 
I would say I like all these bourbons. Oh, of course. Um, we're not knocking. I just, I just. That's the it, whole point. We're not knocking this. I, you know, we're just trying to. It's, we're just trying to model. And through by the way, we could, we could try this tomorrow. We're, it would be different we might, results. We might have different results. But I think Larceny is, by the way, very smooth. Oh yeah, I like. I really like Larceny. I buy that. It's a flavor thing for me. Yeah. Um, uh, so what is my, your number three? My number three is this is Red Dot. Oh. So Red Dot. So your number three. Uh huh. Is my number one. Wow. Okay. My number two is the same as your number two. Okay. Let's talk about number two so we don't reveal let's talk number, about number one. Two. Okay. Right? Number two. You know, let's take a sip together. Green. We're doing green. Slancha. Chendon. Um, number three. I'm sorry. Number two. It has mm-hmm. a green dot on it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go to my number one. Okay. Man, this is so... I'm so... I'm sure people love listening to this. Yeah. Now, this is... Number one... This is high entertainment right Number here. one is your number three. Okay. And my number one is Makers 46. Oh. You know, our I would order that at any bar, a Makers 46. Makers I like 46. that, but... When you're comparing these and you're talking about smooth, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, which um, is surprising to me because because I thought that I would pick the green dot, and the green dot, both of our number two pick, right, is Weller Special Reserve, which is my house bourbon, which is my go-to. Uh, so really, you definitely picked three bourbons that I like. Yes. And I mean, affordable. I could walk into any bar Absolutely. and order one of these yeah. and be incredibly satisfied. Yeah. I love Weller. Yeah. Special Reserve. Absolutely. Weller 12 if you have it, but you know. Well, that's Special smart. Reserve. <laughs> special find. Reserve is great. And, um, and it's getting easier to find. Weller Special Reserve, they're making more of it. Are they? It's, I see it all the time. Really? The store guys are, you know, holding it back. But you should only be paying anywhere from 19 bucks, you know, 14 bucks if you can find it that cheap. Uh, to twenty five dollars for Weller Special Reserve. Wow. Makers regular makers is twenty bucks, twenty one dollars. Yeah. Makers forty six is thirty. Okay. Larceny is about twenty to twenty five dollars, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are all very affordable, good whiskeys. I knew I liked all these bourbons. That's why I kept going, and you know, I changed them around. Yeah. And and two and three, I just swapped. But my number one um, turned out to be Larceny. Right. And. I'm telling you, we talked about this a little bit before on another show, and I'm not going to belabor the point. Sure. But larceny, an affordable, delicious um, value. Oh. And from the uh, from from Heaven Hill. Absolutely. Yeah. A, these are all weeded. These are all weeded mash bills at roughly the same proof. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize that Makers was a weeded product. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And the thing about, you know what I think about Makers, just as a small aside here, Makers is such a good bourbon, very reliable, always just a great product. And the price and the availability, you cannot beat it. You can find it anywhere at a decent price and it's quality and it's good. What I love about Makers is that if I have friends (laughs) who are showing up at a bar... And they haven't arrived yet. I will order around a Makers, and I will tell them that it's Weller. Oh, and they don't know the difference. No, no, you can tell them anything. And by the way, this is not because I'm cheap. This is right. because I am just kind of playing a little joke on them. Right. But I do love Makers. Tell them it's neat. Blanton's. Have even more fun. Well, that they would know. I think guys, hopefully they would know the difference guys, between the two. Here you go. We but yeah, Makers Blanton's. 46 has a little bit more oak, 
Uh, it's finished a little bit differently, but it, I, I think it's just a great value and it's just a great, robust, smooth pour. So, yeah, I mean, maybe we should have waited till, you know, uh, a couple more episodes to do that, but I, f- I feel like the, the blind tasting is a great way to discover new products or to fall in love with them again. Um, but I, I think I think that um, the results are always interesting. So try it at home, you know, don't just sip off the same thing. Try a couple things in a row and, you know, do it blind. Yes, and if you if you like bourbon like we do, then don't just keep buying the same thing. That's like, I, we can talk about our favorite bourbon on another show that we always go to, but we we both like to drink different things and it's, it's all there's so much of it that's great and you owe it to yourself to try something different even if you're like oh i really like xyz it you know, doesn't matter try something else un- unlike, give, it a, give it a whirl unlike that uh you know frank frank did drink he had you know he liked martinis a right. certain way he had, he liked certain drinks he but you know he he was kind of a one he was kind of a one note guy when it came to his booze because he loved Jack and something that I've, I've never done is drink it Frank's way. So as the legend goes, Frank liked his Jack a certain way and would not drink it any other way. Right? Right. He liked his Jack with three, if not four cubes, I have smaller cubes. So we're going to do four cubes. Right? Right. And then, and then he had, the bartender pour two fingers of Jack, which I got to top that off. But Frank didn't stop there for whatever reason. Maybe it was because he was performing on stage. Oh, before he sipped that, sir, Mm. he had the bartender fill it up with water, which is crazy to me. But maybe that helped him get to the performance or... You know, it didn't help him get too wasted. But I want to try this because I've never tried it with water. Now, all whiskey needs water to open up. But this right here is basically, you know, a bunch of water. Yeah. Um, one of the things that Frank always said about bartenders and pouring him drinks was that they, since they saw it, it was Frank Sinatra, who, let's face it, was a legendary um, barman, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, bartenders and just a legend in the entertainment business. Bartenders wanted to pour him a heavier pour every single time, and he was like, "No, no, no! Yeah. Please, please, hold on! No, just give me two fingers." Like, I got. He's got money. He's thinking to himself, "I got money. I can buy another drink." Well, I think this Don't might try be, to overload it. This might be the secret to not overloading it. Oh. I think that he. How is that? I think he he knew the secret was adding water so he didn't actually, you know, get blotto. Mm. I don't know. That's that's a lot of water. That's uh, that's how that's how it's done. I I don't know. I think this could be a this could be an apocryphal story. I'm not <laughs> sure this is a real story. <laughs> it's it's a real story, and, man. By the way, there, there's on record. There's no mm. mention of a splash of water. It's three or four cubes, two fingers of Jack, and fill up the glass with water on a rocks glass. So uh, that's according to that's according to, to the 
I think the Savoy Hotel in London and other bartenders who actually served him. Okay. I don't think I, I'm going to have to disagree about this story, but I mean, hey, I love you, baby, but I don't I don't know about that. We're not talking about, about filling that story. up to the rim, by the way. We, we, we literally just, just filled up mm, maybe two ounces of water on top. It was basically like an ounce or two too of water much, on top of two ounces of Jack. You know what Frank said about water from stage when he when he would pick up a glass and there would be water and he would drink it. He'd say, yeah. Water. That's what you put on your lawn. <laughs> so, I don't think he did this. Okay. Mm. Well, all I know is that uh, I don't know if my tastes have changed. I, 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 just, I wouldn't drink this on a regular basis. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. Uh, it's just, you know, if you're on stage and you have to sing... I uh, totally get it. I, if you have to mm, perform, yeah. I totally get it because obviously it's hard to perform <laughs> evidence tonight of us drinking a bunch of whiskey. Uh, you know, so I get the the whole like mm. stage prop kind of thing aspect of it, but right. he did have a bottle on stage. So sometimes, yeah. So yeah, I, don't, sometimes. I don't know. It's just not the best flavor, even if you had a higher proof Jack, which he did back then. I, I just don't think it's uh, my drink of choice. No. I would I would still have, you know, not a bunch of ice, but a few cubes, and then enjoyed that way. Water. It's for your lawn. All right. So this week's uh, Discover Frank track um, is one I've never heard, actually. Uh, Luke, you picked this. Yes. Yes. This is uh, this is great. We're continuing the Alan and Marilyn Bergman um, series here because we, we did Nice and Easy. Great song by them. Um, we we did What Are You Doing the Rest of Your Life? And now we're going to do a song that almost no one has heard. I mean, the Frank aficionados have heard it, but it's a great, um, it's kind of, it's a little bit of a novelty song. It's very funny. It's from um, 1960. It was done for um, Sinatra's Swingin' Sessions, and um, it was later put on that CD, but it was released... Um, as a single uh, around that time um, in 1960. It's a Nelson Riddle arrangement. Okay, so it's Old MacDonald. It's, it, it, they, they Old MacDonald. Right, Old MacDonald. They take the nursery rhyme, the, the old song, and the Bergmans wrote some clever lyrics. They wrapped it around a story about a traveling salesman who... Um, uh, is is looking for the right girl, and um, this sounds like a dirty joke. It's well, it's it, I wouldn't say it's dirty, but okay. it is. Um, it's not dirty, but 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 it is. It is a little sexy. It's funny. It's cute. Um, and Frank does a great job with the humor. It's very. It's a. It's a humorous song. That's what so. the show is. It's sexy and cute. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. Well, that's a, that's a perfect way to end this show. Then I mean something sexy and fun uh you know <laughs> from from frank absolutely from frank. uh hey here's to another great episode i uh, hope you learned a lot um we certainly did and uh until next time cheers i'm lawrence i'm luke cheers everyone and you've been listening to frankly drinking chick there I didn't have a real chick anywhere old McDonald had a farm he 
Yeah.